Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Richard Donner film. Hello, welcome to Rewatchability. It's the podcast where we revisit the movies and TV shows of our past to see how they hold up today. Joining me, as always, is... Robert Larone And... Blaine Waters. And this week, it's our 300th show. Whoa! Yeah! So we're doing 300 with Gerard Butler. Nope. Uh, no, we're not. No. Did I... Did you watch no. the wrong movie? I might have watched... This is Sparta, right? <laughs> no? No, we did... Uh, we, we wanted to do something big, something kind of, you know... Epic. Epic. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but like, you know, one of those big cultural touchstone movies that we sometimes maybe shy away from because we want to do more uh, more things that have fallen by the wayside or, yeah. or that you don't watch all the time. But we I mean, thought, it seems obvious sometimes. Yeah, yeah. But this was a movie that I feel like a lot of people recently have been mentioning as a sort of go-to example of a childhood favorite that doesn't hold up right. as an adult. So yeah. I thought it'd be interesting to talk about. I hadn't seen it in a long time. We're, of course, talking about The Goonies. Richard Donner's the director here, 1985. Good year for movies about children exploring subterranean caverns. Uh, <laughs> before we get to that, I do want to thank our sponsor, HelloFresh. You can go to HelloFresh and use the promo code REWATCH50 for 50% off your first order. And I also want to thank all of our Patreon donors. Those are the people that go to patreon.com slash rewatchability and donate a few bucks a month. It really does help keep the show going. I, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know what we do without you. There's a country club encroaching on our show. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't say that. Some of these people might prefer a golf course to, to this right. podcast. Actually, that'd be kind of nice. Yeah. <laughs> Hit the back nine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm but thank you so golf. much. <laughs> and also, you know, seeing as it's our 300th episode, just thanks to everyone who's been listening yeah. for this time. And thanks to new listeners. Yeah. You guys are the reasons why we keep doing this. Yeah. Absolutely. People have been like, there are some people that have stuck with us since the inception of this podcast. Yeah. And you people need help. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, we love you. Yeah, it's it's, it's wonderful. It's yeah, wonderful. no, so it's thank amazing. You all. And yeah, like I know there's a lot of podcasts with sort of similar premises or, or titles. Yeah, <laughs> people talking about you know movies from the 90s and the 80s. Like it's yeah. a, it's a familiar thing, but I'm glad that we've carved out an audience that mm-hmm. that seems to still be with us. And I really mm-hmm. do want to thank everybody and and thanks to everyone that's been reviewing the show because we've gotten a lot of. Yeah, good reviews yeah, that really, really helps. Yeah. It's amazing. And if, yeah, if you can't donate or don't want to donate, if you could go to wherever you listen to the show and, and review it, that's a huge help. Yeah, or just tell a friend about it. That's also pretty huge for us. Tell three friends. Be, make it like pay it forward, but without <laughs> sexual predators in it. <laughs> we just became a pyramid scheme. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we we're already a pyramid scheme. <laughs> yeah. That's, that was, that was we, the yeah, idea. We did the mummy, so, you know. <laughs> All right, let's get into The Goonies. This is, uh, like we said, a big movie. When did you guys first watch The Goonies? Rob, I'm going to go to you first. 
I don't remember. Okay, blame. <laughs> no, I think I'm sure we had this recorded, perhaps off like another VHS tape. Like you know, if you got two VCRs together, you could tape from like a rental copy onto like you a made bootleg. little VCRs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, so <laughs> we had I think The Goonies as one of those sandwiched between a couple other movies, and I remember watching it a lot, a lot, a lot, and like there are. Like images that are really iconic to me, like sloth uh, in particular, I remember being a big impact on my childhood <laughs> and and the pirate ship and all that. So I remember like really liking the movie, but it's not like one of those movies that like I feel like was my favorite thing. Like I don't get into the whole like Goonies never die sort of like you know. Some people seem to have like really identified with this movie. I don't think I really felt that with this. But it was like a movie that I really enjoyed as a kid. I saw it a few years ago again, and it seemed okay, but I don't know. It's not what I thought about a lot. But now, right. it, yeah, it keeps on coming up. People keep saying that it's like it was a great thing that people loved. Yeah, I yeah. feel like, yeah, I've, I've just heard people on podcasts talking about how they loved it and either being disappointed by the fact that they watched it and it wasn't good or or being surprised when other people have said that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It seems, it seems like... This may be the best example of what we've been doing on this show. Right, the yeah. quintessential unrewatchable movie. Yeah, maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe not. Yeah. We'll get to it. Blaine, what about you? When did you first see it? I saw it really young, like in grade one. A teacher had taped it off TV or something like that. What's the and- statute of limitations on that, by the way? It's <laughs> a lot of... Uh, Let's call it Interpol. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, you she- were pirating a movie about pirates. <laughs> well, that's double piracy. Yeah. They cancel each other out. Yeah. yeah, no, this was like the worst teacher I had in grade school. She was named Miss Cotton. She'd like throw kids around. She uh, was named what? Miss Cotton. She was the wow. she was the meanest teacher I ever had. Did you had. grow up in like a Mark Twain novel? <laughs> None of this sounds real. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was, yeah. It was really, um, she was really mean. And uh, she like, I remember her throwing a kid across the room one time because he tried to leave without her say so. Yeah. Uh, he hit a desk. Uh, you could abuse to to kids in the 80s. Yeah. It was cool. <laughs> it, was, it was really... But she didn't like teaching, and so she put this movie on, which I'm like, how... You you get fired for that today. You get fired for anything she did today. Um, <laughs> but, um, but, uh, but then we started playing it on the playground because the playground in my, in my grade school had a, a sunken boat... What? As, a, ...as part of its playground equipment. It was that like, intentional? <laughs> it was in the river, and if you, if you survived playground, no, it was like made to be like an old pirate ship that like sunk oh, into the ground kind of thing. That's fun. Yeah, it was yeah. really fun. And then they took it away in grade two. We had to use our imaginations. Oh, God damn it! Wait, why did they take it away? Oh, because kids kept on like falling off it and hurting themselves. <laughs> like I, I think know why like, I'm laughing. Two, there was like two broken bones, and I got a bloody lip falling off it. Um, so anyway, it was it was bad. There was a really bad mutiny. <laughs> Three kids died. But uh, and it all started with illegally taping the Goonies. Like that's yeah. why that's if you read the fine print of that FBI warning, those kids could get hurt. <laughs> but I remember the, the we had like this one friend that was like the portly friend of ours, and we we're like, you're gonna you're gonna be chunk. Oh no! And oh, no. Uh, yeah, and he was like. No. And like in that moment, he turned into a bully. He was like, I'm going to be Sean Astin, whatever that character was. Wait, you mean he stood up for himself and that made him a bully? No, no. He stood up for himself. (laughs) Hey, can you take your shirt off and dance for the enjoyment of the rest of us? No. No. Bully. (laughs) I got a bully. It's like that. Yeah. (laughs) You really hurt my feelings. No, but he, he like became really mean after that because kids picked on him, obviously. And that's like the trope of like the kids picked on becomes the bully later on, you know? That's true. I bet, yeah, in most uh, real-life scenarios, people that get picked on, instead of going on treasure hunts, they just become isolated and dickish. Yeah. 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 But that's now, a, Well, not always. I mean, I'm sure a lot of us were picked on. but yeah. uh, It's a little bit of an overused trope. Yeah. The biggest bully was born rich and now just runs the country. <laughs> right. Or a that's country. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one picked on him. Yeah, like his like origin story was like his girlfriend ran off to be with some guy in like <laughs> some kind of underground pirate. Chip. Anyway, yeah, we'll talk about that guy. But, yeah. So wow, that's a that's a really interesting. <laughs> or no, it is. Yeah, it's yeah. So that's when I first saw Goonies. What about you, Jam? I saw this movie when I was quite young too. I think it was pretty new on video. We rented it like law-abiding <laughs> citizens. Um, wow. But I remember like my. 
I, I watched it with my dad. Like I was really little and he was like, he loved like the box art and he was like, this is going to be great. We're going to, and I was like, I don't know. I want to rent like Alvin and the Chipmunks or something. He's <laughs> like, no, we're, we're going to rent this. This is going to be amazing. <laughs> and we rented it and it terrified me <laughs> and I stopped watching halfway through. Really? Yeah. Cause oh my God. I was probably like three or four would be my guess. Oh, that's really young. Maybe, yeah. maybe older. And I'm just trying to cover for. How, but it was like <laughs> your dad, you know, neglect. He, he read like the synopsis and he's like, it's a treasure hunt. And like the first half of it is decidedly not a treasure hunt. Like, oh, God, there's no. dead bodies and hanging. mobsters. Yeah. A faux hanging. So I was like, it really like unnerved me. And I remember I didn't want to watch it anymore. And I went up to my room and my dad finished watching it alone. <laughs> uh, really messed up boy. <laughs> Hell of a picture. <laughs> but when I got older, it became like maybe the most played movie on like Sunday afternoons, which is funny because the movie itself is about like a rainy afternoon and yeah. what kids get up to. And, and it became that rainy Sunday afternoon movie for me. I, I saw it so many times that way. Never a movie that I loved in the same way that other people did, but definitely sure. like, yeah, it was a nostalgic. I, I really liked that movie. But let's get into actually what happens. Yeah, well, there's the so movies. much to talk about this movie. There's so like, much. There's the like the video game, the merchandising. Oh all yeah, this, all the stuff that we're gonna get to. But first, let's Rob. Can you run down the plot of the Goonies for us? I sure can. <laughs> it starts with like a skull and crossbones. Yeah, it's like the Lost beginning. It's like the Lost yeah. titles, but with a skull. It's just like <laughs> sort of like flying sort of through the darkness, <laughs> yeah. and it eventually becomes part of the title. And then it finally sort of opens at like a jail cell. And the first person to come out of the jail cell is wearing like sunglasses. It's really weird. I don't yeah. know why he's like wearing sunglasses in jail. But that's the cool guy. But there's there's this the sheriff or whatever guy goes in and there's somebody a prisoner has hung himself mm-hmm. and he's like ah not again, man. I guess prison's really tough. This prison industrial complex. <laughs> but the guy's not really dead. He it's all a ruse mm-hmm. to escape. So he like dispatches the cop guy and like runs outside and like his uh his family is sort of like you know causing this ruckus to help him sort of you know as a distraction to help him escape and it's joe pantaleono yeah. is his brother Pantaleono, right and his mom is sam kinnison <laughs> <laughs> no it's yep. no, <laughs> no, no let's, let's leave it at that no it's, it's perfect <laughs> yeah joey pants and sam kinnison on the road trip <laughs> And, uh, Get in the car! What are you doing? <laughs> that's basically it. Yeah, that's the voice <laughs> of both. And characters. the beret. The beret really brings it together. Uh, uh, but they're like, it. it's a jailbreak, mm-hmm. and they're escaping, and like, you know, there's big chase, and the mom, these are the Fratellis we find out later, the mom is just eating crackers as she drives the getaway car. Mm-hmm. How badass is that? I, re- I remember as a kid, like that guy coming out with like the big Indiana Jones hat, and I was like, you're not Indiana Jones. Like, I remember thinking, like, being betrayed by him. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you asshole. You right. can't pull that off. Well, it is sort of <laughs> weird that we, like, start with, like, I mean, these are the villains. Yeah. Usually in a movie, we want to get, like, a good chunk of the protagonist before we see, like, before we start identifying with the bad guys. That's like, yeah. I, again, like, going back to when I saw it as a kid, I may have thought we rented the wrong movie <laughs> based on the cover and Is what this we Shawshank watching. Redemption? <laughs> uh, yeah. But it's a good way to introduce all the other characters, because this, like, race happens through town where these cops are after them. Yeah, that's right, and several of the kids see bits of it. Chunk sees the most. Mm-hmm. Chunk is... They all have nicknames in this. And some of the this nicknames. This is the most hurtful. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> The right. most shallow nicknames that you can think of. Like, yeah. I remember when we were kids, people didn't care about that. But, like, I remember, like, the Burger King Happy Meal equivalent had, like, the Burger King kids or whatever. And there was a kid in a wheelchair, and his name was Wheels. Yeah. <laughs> oh my yeah. God. That's yeah. not cool. No, that's. <laughs> yeah. Back in the, in the uh, 80s, it was. Yeah. <laughs> you were supposed to call out people's yeah. disabilities or <laughs> any difference they had so you're smart you're named data this is who you are now <laughs> yeah that's yeah, you true. talk a lot your mouth your name's michael you'll be mikey <laughs> <laughs> you're the most nondescript character here you're, you're an affluent white male we'll just uh, kind of call you by your name <laughs> <laughs> you get by five 
<laughs> yeah. Well, so yeah, there's all these kids there. The main one is Mikey, played by Sean Astin, and he has a big brother. Played yeah, he's, by- he's also an asthmatic. They don't call him like breathy yeah. or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They, yeah, they should have. Mm-hmm. Wheezy? Something Wheezy, like that. yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. That was ben, taken. Yeah, Asthma? took that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Asthma was like the biggest scourge of the 80s and 90s. Yeah. Like we saw this in Signs last week, too. It almost <laughs> killed that kid. Yeah. It wasn't the aliens. It was the asthma. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> did you guys have asthma? No. 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 Did you? No. My brother <laughs> did, but he, he was a wimp. But there was, like, there, there was no. stuff like childhood That's asthma where you like, grew out of it as you got older. Yeah, I guess so. I yeah, guess it's so. really weird. But I, I thought it was just all, like, in their heads from TV. <laughs> right. From it. <laughs> I assumed all inhalers were just placebos. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> I don't know why I was so mean to my brother. <laughs> but, yeah, so we meet these kids, and it's actually a sad moment in these kids' lives because they're all about to move. They're all being sort of kicked out of their houses because there's this country club, which has... Uh, I don't remember that plot line at all what, no. really yeah like from when i was a kid watching this like and even when i watched it in university again and like was like oh this isn't for kids like i'd never remembered the, the that plot line because it's such a hacky plot line yeah well i don't remember it either but again like that's one of the standard 80s tropes like just yeah. country clubs were taking over everything yeah yeah <laughs> it seems like a tv movie thing like it uh yeah it doesn't yeah. seem like it belongs in like a big screen movie anyway. but it seems like the parents can't afford to like keep their houses they're all being foreclosed on yeah and so this is like their last weekend to like hang out and they want to have like an adventure but really they're just going to be stuck packing up all of their shit and then sadly saying goodbye but also like i don't understand why they're all like spreading out across the country like yeah and that that problem is solved by them staying in the town because like data's family's like moving to like detroit or something yeah yeah, his dad probably got a good job yeah his dad's probably like got a promotion or something but not if he's going to detroit (laughs) just to work on in the auto factory it's gonna be great (laughs) you don't know he could be like a goalie or something going to play with the red wings (laughs) (laughs) that'd be pretty good yeah i don't yeah they never they didn't stay in town they could have just stayed in town yeah why are they yeah they could have Stayed relatively in the They're same all neighborhood. Leaving their jobs, their area. area. So weird. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so and there's going to be a new country club that everyone can work at. No. No. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant a tent. Because <laughs> one of the kids is Jewish and one of the kids is Asian. And <laughs> right. Country clubs in the '80s were notorious yeah. and overweight. One of them. Was yeah. Well, yeah, I think yeah. they were fine with that yeah. as long as you're rich and white. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and can golf. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to golf. But also, is, would a golf course be more lucrative than like a bunch of beautiful homes? Yeah, like for the city. I don't understand. Yeah, yeah. condos, Property. people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what, if they remade this movie, it'd have to be like mm-hmm. putting on condos. Gentrification. Yeah. But so they sort of like go the up. villain is just like Whole Foods. <laughs> <laughs> they are the villain. <laughs> But so they go up into the attic and there's like a bunch of stuff rejected from museum display because Mikey's dad works in a museum and they find all this like pirate stuff, including this like map and all this stuff about this pirate named one-eyed willy they also find a lot of like those old static balls that like shot out like yeah, electricity Tesla, Tesla i wish you wouldn't say balls so close to him saying one-eyed willy <laughs> one-eyed willy and static balls <laughs> good band name yeah they got a good cling but yeah, it's it's just like why would that be in a museum? Like that stuff that was weird. Well, why would they be plugged in anyway? That seems like a massive waste of electricity. <laughs> that's why global warming happened. It's, that's why they can't afford to like keep their house. It's the electricity bills are so high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But they, they read the story, they find the map and, like, this doubloon, mm-hmm. and that sort of, like, sets them off. Yeah. Um, I guess it's really Chunk finds the map. He finds everything by, like, being too clumsy and breaking things. Chunk is, like, they're pretty mean as, like, the writers to this character are pretty mean. He I know. He can't hold things in his hands. He can only annoy people. Well, it's also, pretty bad. Yeah, we didn't talk about the truffle shuffle, which is a big thing. Yeah. Where, oh, Corey yeah. Feldman won't let him in the house via a crazy Rube Goldberg device that opens yeah. the gate, which would be... <laughs> Be like way more effort to set up again and than yeah. just going to open a gate <laughs> like a crazy amount. Hey, you guys, you gotta let me in. Jerk alert. No way. It's Chunk. I just saw the most amazing thing in my entire life. First, you gotta do the truffle shuffle. Come on. Do it. Come on. Do it. Uh, uh. 
Like and who's yeah? Who built that? Who built that? Probably like, data or something. It was probably one-eyed Willie because we see that a lot later in the movie. All these Rube Goldberg machines. Oh, uh, I think I have an explanation for that. Actually. Oh, nice. Um, oh. But so they make or Corey Feldman, who plays Mouth, makes Shunk do the truffle shuffle, which everyone knows now is when he lifts up his uh, shirt and dances around. And it's uh, it's really sad now. And the sound effects are like the sound effects are like a musical saw, like the it's like it's a really bad, horrible sound effect. Yeah, and also I I was reading like it actually was. I don't know why I'm laughing. It actually was really upsetting for that young actor. Yeah, of course it was. Like he he made them clear the set like an actor would for like a sex scene. That's poor kid. Yeah, and apparently like he had just had the chicken pox and was self conscious about how his stomach even looked. Because of that, it's the saddest thing. Oh God, man! Yeah, I feel bad for him. Yeah, whoever he is. Well, he. Well, we'll, well, we'll talk we'll, about we'll that. Find yeah. Out yeah. Later, yeah, in the sort of behind-the-scenes segment of the show, okay. we'll get into that. Yeah. Stuff. Okay. So they have to. They decide that they want to go and investigate this treasure, but they got to escape from Josh Brolin first. So they sort of like tie him up or something like that. Yeah, with his own exercise equipment. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. how the Avengers are going to defeat Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> And they, like, go out to this old abandoned restaurant. And they keep on talking about this restaurant like it's still running, though. It's clearly like this derelict shack. <laughs> yeah, I know. It has no roof. It's, yeah, yeah. it's pretty bad. And they, like, go inside. And that's where, like, the Fratellis are sort of holed up. Mm-hmm. And they got, like, this counterfeiting operation. And they, like, they like capture the kids immediately yeah. and are, like, kind of holding them hostage. Except for, well, like... They're kind of torturing them with fear, you know? They're giving yeah. them, like, weird water. And yelling at them yeah. and stuff. Yeah. It's like, I don't know what they're doing. And then when they're like, we got to get out of here, you're just like, get out of here. It's like, well, you invited them in. You wouldn't let them leave. Also, it, it seems was- so crazy to me that they like built a pirate ship and all these elaborate sets with, you know, traps and yeah. treasures. And then they're like, well, let's spend a good 35 minutes in a filthy diner. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, That's all they could afford after. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and, like, Sean Astin, like, sort of sneaks off and, and like, sees this horrific creature. Mm-hmm. So after, like, the they leave, the Fratellis, and they see him leaving, like, with a body, they sort of go back in to investigate. Now with teens. Yeah, that's right. Josh Brolin and his girlfriend and her friend sort of join up in the adventure. Mm-hmm. Well, she wasn't his girlfriend, was she? She was kind of like, will they, won't they, girlfriend. Yeah, because yeah, she like had that other school. guy's jacket on, that bully who became president later. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wait, he became the president? I'm assuming in the world of the Goonies, if it (laughs) operates the way this world does, the the most dickish character would become the president. (laughs) Well, Josh Brolin was the president in W. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised they haven't made Sean Astin the president. Did you guys see that Josh Brolin, like, a few years ago, I guess, on his Instagram or something on Halloween, he posted his Halloween costume, and it was just him wearing his costume from the Goonies? That's pretty great, though. (laughs) He's great. I didn't get that it was that guy's jacket, which is why she puts it on the bucket and gives it back to him. Yeah, exactly. And he's like, I guess I have to love this bucket now. (laughs) wearing my jacket. (laughs) Just starts making it with the bucket. (laughs) I'm going to (laughs) leave. Friends are weirded out. My best relationships have been with buckets. (laughs) Dear Liza. My longest. (laughs) (laughs) that's why there's a hole in that bucket (laughs) all right (laughs) wow yeah went there okay but the way so they lock up the restaurant when they when the bad guys leave and so the way that they get back into it is again through using fat phobia (laughs) to uh have chunk sort of forward the plot He He's Corey Feldman makes fun of him and then like says he has a naked picture of his mom and then like he throws all of his bulk against the door <laughs> and breaks it open. Yeah. And then they lock him in a freezer with a dead body downstairs. Yeah. It's horrible. That's pretty I think that was the moment where I was like, I don't want to watch this anymore. Yeah, as a kid? As like a four-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> right. Your dad's like, witness it. <laughs> watch it. This, this is, is what, what dead people look like. <laughs> Do you want to go in the freezer jam? <laughs> no, no. Not again, dad. <laughs> Son, this was my way of telling you that our house is about to become a golf course. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry I couldn't just tell you myself, but I thought this movie would be a, a good aid. <laughs> 
And then they find the the kind of path down into the yeah, and they sort of go down in there, and there's like all these like traps and sort of things that they have to navigate. And they find like the corpse of the person who is looking for it originally, Chester yeah, Cobblepot, Cobblepot or Copperpot. One of them is the copper penguin. Pot. One of them is the Goonies. Yeah, I think it's Copperpot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, Chunk is separated from the rest of the group, and he has like his own story where he meets up with Sloth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's being kind of like tortured by the guys to tell them where the other kids went by the fratellis and stuff yeah 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 they torture him yeah. I mean, there's like this confession scene yeah which was really funny they're like tell us everything and he's like everything well in grade four I really liked that yeah yeah but the worst thing I ever done I mixed up all this fake puke at home and then I went to this movie theater hid the puke in my jacket climbed up to the balcony and then then I made a noise like this yeah yeah and then they uh what else do they do there's a weird like the older girl makes it with the younger brother in the right. shadows there's a bunch of like weird stuff like that, that was weird <laughs> that was weird right so that there's yeah so the setup is they're in like they're in the pirate cave. They're going through all the traps. They haven't quite found the treasure yet. And there's this like part where it's like dark or something like that. Yeah. And she decides. Well, her friend's like, don't do it. And she's like, I know what I'm doing. Yeah, <laughs> calls calls the guy into she the. She decides that she's gonna kiss Josh Brolin. Yeah, but somehow Mikey sort of gets in there instead, mm-hmm. and they have like a big makeout scene. Yeah, she, it's so weird. And then she she's like, I didn't know he had braces. There's there's so much excuses that goes on in the script afterwards because like also watch out for the hole around here. I think he was standing in it because like that's why he was right. shorter. Like <laughs> there's just so much like retroactive fixing and the it's pretty funny. And he's a shapeshifter, which is why his face was different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He took off his bandana and stuff, but now has it back on. Anyway, yeah. And his nickname is Mikey, which is why he said, "I'm Mikey." <laughs> Yeah, that was really weird. That seemed like really kind of shoehorn. I don't know what that was weird. It was weird. It was weird. I don't know what I don't know what I feel about that. We, and yeah. then we have like a lot of character stuff where like the the one kid's like they find the wishing well of all the coins people had thrown in. He's right. like, I'm taking my coin back because I didn't get my wish. Like, was his wish just to like remain status quo? Like to not? I don't know. I thought his wish was just for his town not to be a golf course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good wish. Yeah. <laughs> well, sort of, Solid wish. Yeah. I mean, one of the like weird things about this movie is there's so many characters, but none of them really have like much backstory or individual there's conflict. No, there's no arc to their characters, but they have emotive moments. Like when yeah. Mikey finds the captain in the end, he's like, there you are. And it's like all the music's there. And he's like talking right. to the captain. He cries. And he cries. And everyone else is like crying with candles. Like it's like, uh, yeah. Like well, he, like, votive candles. he like sort of identifies with one eye Willie throughout yeah, the yeah. adventure. I think I was even reading it was either in the novelization or in one of the things that wasn't shot in the script that like they find an inhaler on one eye Willie and he's like, We're the same. Yeah. Actually, in fact that's what I was alluding to earlier with the whole Rube Goldberg thing, is they were yeah, it seemed like they were really trying to make it like they he was just, almost like oh, the okay. reincarnation of one eyed Willie or their like spiritual right. brothers. That yeah, kind of makes sense. That's cool. It seems to me because it's in the script. And it's in the novelization. And the way it's shot makes it seem to me like they just kind of cut it out in the frame because the dialogue is something like, hey, we're, yeah, we're the same or something. But yeah. he's just looking at like a Wait. skeleton. <laughs> like, did they no have reason asthma for him to say in the 1780s? Did they have puffers in the 1780s? I think it was like a, said like wooden breathing apparatus or something wooden like that. Wooden breathing apparatus. Something like wow. that. I don't remember. What is like Some a steampunk sort of thing. <laughs> what, is this, what is a wooden breathing apparatus? It's probably like he thought it was an inhaler, but it was like a pirate dildo. <laughs> We're the same, you and me. Right. The rest of the crew is like, we got him. Why are you laughing? I have asthma. Like sucking on the pirate dildo. But the other thing is, so that's why I think they're trying to say like, Mikey makes Rube Goldberg things and right. so did One-Eyed Willie. And the whole time, like, Mikey's being like, I, I forgot you when I, Willie, I beat you, or, you know, stuff yeah. like that. And then at the very end, what's in the script, which is very strange to me, they cut out after everything, <laughs> there was going to be a shot of Mikey, like, turning and looking at the camera, wearing an eye patch, oh, and, like, weird. winking or something. <laughs> well, there was a guy already in the shower scene in this kid's movie with, with, uh, an, eye with an eye patch. So that but that happens. Weird. Sometimes you see people in the showers with an eye patch. Yeah. yeah no, I don't know. <laughs> Do you wear your eye patch in the shower? Sometimes you have to. You can't get water in your cavity. <laughs> oh, God. Isn't that cool? <laughs> Never mind. No. 
Anyway, <laughs> so then what happens? So they find a pirate ship. We should yeah, get to oh, that. Yeah, they, yeah. they find After the pirate the piano, ship. They play the piano. Oh, yeah, there yeah. is that part. The world's worst sight reading. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but that reminded me a lot of uh, a lot of Indiana Jones, where like the floor falls away because they can't, they don't really understand. Well, a lot of it reminds me of Indiana Jones, which <laughs> yeah. isn't surprising because Steven Spielberg was one of the and producers. Kennedy's, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. I mean, it sort of seems like they were like Indiana Jones was popular. What if we did it with like kids instead of some old archaeology professor that people can't relate to? <laughs> right. Yeah, well, it worked. Yeah, and yeah. No one saw those movies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they and they find this huge pirate ship with a whole bunch of gold. Oh yeah, and then what happens is that like that's when like the Fratellis finally sort of like attack again, and it seems like all is lost. But Chunk and Sloth. The two gooniest goonies of each group, <laughs> they save the day. He, like, rips open his shirt, and there's, like, a Superman shirt under it. When Richard Donner is just sitting in the corner, we're like, yes, <laughs> yes. And then there's a lethal weapon poster. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. And they sort of, like, save the day, and then they, like, escape down this, like, water slide sort of thing. That was before yep. that. That's how they get to the pirate ship. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. No, they, ha- they all have to jump into the water. Yeah. And then they, like, get back out, and... And immediately, like, the police are there and all their parents are there. How did all their parents get there? There's news media there. There's, like, everyone's there on the beach. If they knew where, like, the exit was, why didn't they go help the kids? Well, they didn't know where they were. They won't learn to be independent. That's so weird. They could have reverse engineered where the treasure was from that map, surely, right? Yeah. Because you could see the coast in it. Yeah. Like, you'd think they would be like, well, let's oh, just start there. They're 12. <laughs> <laughs> but they had data on their side, or data. He doesn't seem so smart. He just has, like... Contraptions. Yeah, these contraptions, these go-go gadget contraptions, which don't seem like they would work. Like, at one point, he falls into a spiky pit, and he saved these dentures on a <laughs> slinky. I can tell you, no. for a fact, that slinky will not hold 80 pounds. <laughs> it was like a commercial That's how Rob l- lost his best friend. <laughs> Northern Ontario towns, man. They were boring. You, Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And then at the end of the movie, of course, they Mikey has enough treasure in his marble bag, yeah. I guess, to save the whole town. It's like six yeah. rubies or something, and they're like, fuck off, golf course. Don't sign. And then their dad, who hasn't been there the entire movie, their mom's been there, and like, but their dad, we haven't seen him. He's like the only one that speaks at the end of the movie. Out of the mom and dad, and I was yeah. like, "That's no." The bad. mom speaks earlier because yeah. there's the whole thing with the housekeeper. Oh, uh, yeah, no, no. But she's yeah, like yeah. the one that speaks in the beginning of the movie, and right. you kind of get to know her. And then at the end, it's just the dad being yeah. like, "No one will sign anything ever." And you're like, well, "That's you make not dinner. a promise you can make." <laughs> I actually need you to sign this to say you're staying. So, <laughs> uh, but uh, even like, I don't even understand like. If they wanted to build a golf course and, like, if even one person didn't want their house to be taken away, like... Yeah, that's how they stopped Trump from building a golf course in Scotland. Oh, really? That one guy wouldn't sell. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah, there's that documentary, isn't there? It's like a... Trump, I think it's called. Yeah, (laughs) and there's also, like, a a Samantha Bee segment about it, too. Yeah, it's pretty good. But it... uh, I'm still hung up on the... (laughs) the premise of the... I know. I know it's not important. No. No, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> it's not confused. important at all. <laughs> oh, man. But then all of them stay, and they can be the Goonies, Goonies forever. Yeah, I guess. But what? they were probably moving on to better lives. Yeah. Like, this place didn't seem like it was too, like, economically developed. Well, it was so funny, because in the beginning of the movie, Mikey's like, yeah, we can go to the city, or, like, he's, like, talking about, like, nothing ever fun happens around here. In and, the goondocks. In the goondocks. Yeah. Uh, I... That's I yeah. honestly I feel really really stupid right now, but I never knew why they were called Goonies. I, I didn't knew either. that. Either. I, I googled <laughs> okay. it. You googled it. Okay, sweet. Because I thought it was like the Boondocks. I thought yeah. that's what they. And apparently, like. all the Goonies grew up to be hitmen. Yeah, <laughs> they made a movie <laughs> the about Boondocks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So I yeah I never looked it up. You guys actually took the extra mile. I don't. Yeah. You know, like I didn't remember a lot about this movie. Like as yeah. a kid, like I remembered some of the key scenes, but like the plot mechanisms and like any of like the character stuff like I'm not sure if it just wasn't important or whether it just wasn't really developed very well I I think both yeah and I think that's why it wasn't important because it wasn't developed very well yeah and I do think we have to mention my favorite (laughs) the moment where I laughed out loud was which I'd forgotten about is when Chunk turns to Sloth and says 
you're going to live with me now. <laughs> maybe maybe you wanna, might want to run that by your parents. <laughs> just bringing a big brother home. Yeah, and he's just like, I love you. And it's like, you met him like I know. 45 minutes ago. That yeah. kid just giving out his... He, just he probably has behavioral problems. <laughs> I just think he's starved for love. I think no one loves him, and he's just trying to get a, well, like, no, a, a friend. He's, he's not unloved. His mom brings him a Domino's pizza <laughs> yeah. at the end. Yeah. After he drank all that Pepsi. It's also yeah, <laughs> in the beginning. It's like my son has been missing for 24 hours is maybe like injured or has been abducted. Be I better hungry. bring some dominoes along. He could he maybe no. has low blood sugar. It's <laughs> It's it's horrible, but his, his character like smells ice cream through a, through a freezer door. <laughs> so maybe she's just going around with an open pizza box yes. being like return to me. <laughs> Probably right. Chunk. <laughs> That's his birth name. Yeah, his birth name is Chunk. <laughs> He's the only one without a nickname. Yeah, is that is that short for Charles? No, <laughs> no. Chunk Chunkstein. You were a Chunk. big baby. Chunk Chunkerson. Fourteen oh, pounds. <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back to talk about some of the trivia from the movie. We're gonna play a little game with you guys. Okay. Oh yeah. Quit playing games with my heart. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay, we're back. We're here talking about the Goonies. I want to play a little game with you guys, okay? Okay. I have a <laughs> softing, is yeah. it? <laughs> Why am I wearing this crazy contraption on my head? Simon I'm not going to have to cut open Blaine, am I? Because I will. <laughs> what? There's a key inside Blaine. <laughs> the key was knowledge. <laughs> uh, you didn't have to cut me open. No, uh, I want, I'm going to ask you guys uh, it's, it's sort of a fun way to sort of disseminate some of the trivia from this movie. That's I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to yeah. ask you guys some, <laughs> some fun questions, okay? All right. So a little behind the scenes tidbit. What secret ingredient was used to make One-Eyed Willie's map look so old? Butter. Oh, is it like a speed thing? What? Do we have to answer like really quickly? No. <laughs> I thought I got it though with butter. That was a quick answer. No, no. You think that the the bam the prop department used butter? Bam. No, I don't know. I just try to get Rob, something quick. What do you? Uh, what is coffee and blood? That is correct. What Woo! coffee and blood? Yeah. So apparently, Wait, well, they used blood. They used coffee, but the uh, the production designer said that in the small town they were filming in, there was nowhere that sold paint. Somehow, okay. color your world. Said, so he said. So we actually had to cut our really grab houses. Yeah. We actually had to cut our fingers and edge the sides of it with blood. <laughs> you do crazy things. You get so into it. Yeah, it's Jesus. just like that kiss comic. <laughs> Did you guys notice the corners of the map at all? Because no, yeah, I, I didn't. They look pretty bloody. <laughs> no, yeah, that's intense, eh? Yeah, that's a long way to go for a little wow. bit. It's good. That, I hope they didn't like cut the child actors or something. <laughs> it's more authentic. <laughs> right. Sorry, Chunk. There's yeah. more of you to cut. I was gonna <laughs> get Chunk in here. <laughs> it's like I have an actor name. No, you don't. Question number don't two. Don't cut him in the belly. We need to see it for the oh, shuffle. <laughs> <laughs> and the treasure was blood. All right. When we meet Data for the first time, he's ziplining into uh, Mikey's house, <laughs> and is... and they play the Bond theme, right? That's how yeah. that's his, his role model, I guess. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, which Goonies actor was later in a Bond film? Uh, oh. lip Rob. It's the guy who plays the uh, the brother who can sing the opera. What's his name? Richard R- Davy. Robert Davy. Ah, so close. close. Yeah, that's yeah. He's the bad guy in License to Kill. Oh, really? Yeah. And he was actually oh, uh, a trained opera singer, which is why he apparently did those, uh, you know, the little, the singing to sloth. Yeah. yeah. like little character thing. And he's That's also, cool. he was in Die Hard, of course. And he, <laughs> I <laughs> look, of course. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's, uh, he's one of the Agent Johnsons. Oh, oh, yeah. No relation. And I looked him up on Saturday when I was watching the movie for the podcast. And he was playing just north of Toronto that night. Playing? What do you mean? Like he, he's like a Sinatra cover guy now. What? And I looked it up. It was like two hundred dollars to go oh see my him. God. Yeah, 
Wow. Uh, and he's uh, doing it someone else's way. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> he's not doing it his own. Uh, and uh, apparently, was written by Paul Anka. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, and he's a uh, a big Trump supporter apparently now. Oh yeah. Uh, he goes on Fox News and talks about how awesome Trump is. Well, it's too bad we couldn't all give him two hundred dollars. <laughs> okay, third and last question. Okay. Oh my God, Sean. Hey, asked, wait. What do I get if I win? Nothing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, nothing. you got you got two in a row. Well, the I loser just got butter loser gets kicked off the podcast. What? Okay. Yeah, we agreed well, to three Blaine. questions. Yeah, be four. Right, we agreed to this when we started the show. We said if we get three hundred episodes in, right, we'll hold a, a trivia contest <laughs> right. to vote someone off. This is the I just want to cross the bridge. <laughs> Jesus. So, okay, number three. Sean Astin was offered this and Explorers, which we've done on the show oh, before. It's so oh, good, yeah. and he couldn't do both, so he picked Goonies. Why did he pick Goonies? The Pepsi sponsorship. No, I don't know. <laughs> Rob? Um, anything? I knew you wouldn't. Uh, this is a tougher one. This was a little deeper. Oh, because he got to kiss a girl? That is correct. <laughs> yes. It's because he got to kiss a girl. <laughs> Instead of just hanging out with weird <laughs> man-child alien creatures. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, apparently that's why. Uh, that's not a nice way to talk about Ethan Hawke. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I thought that was that's a good one. That was, that was an interesting tidbit. Yeah, yeah. what a perv. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I mean he's like a thirteen-year-old actor. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, that's probably like, why he took Stranger Things too. Also, right, Winona Ryder. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> yeah. Which also we didn't mention is kind of what gave me the idea to do Goonies because I was watching that and there's like a joke where Sean Astin's character says, "What are we looking for? Pirate treasure." Then he oh, looks right. at the camera and winks, and he has an eye patch on. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't see the wink at all. <laughs> oh my God, that's subtle. <laughs> now, they've been talking about doing a sequel for a long time. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Goonies 2 or Goonies. Goonies Don't Die or something like that. Yeah. yeah but Goonies, isn't it Never Say Die? Goonies Never Say Die? Something like that. Yeah. But yeah. But, and like, they keep insisting that apparently that it like, is going to happen like right up until like 2015. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I kind of don't think it'll ever happen. I think I was I was more excited about it back when like that, those rumors first came out, and I was like, yeah, that'd be fun to like see yeah. a, a movie from that era, like here now. And they've done that so much now that I'm like, I don't want to see that. I just don't want to see a remake or a sequel. I just want to let that well, movie stay. And yeah. also, like the reboots that they do now, like if it's anywhere, anything past, like where the g- generation that originally experienced it doesn't really remember it, they always like fuck it up in some like oh, weird God, way. Yeah. Like this new Jumanji reboot, where yeah. it's like an Xbox game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you know kids can't play board games or whatever. It's got to be a video game. Uh, Although I kind of yeah. like the conceit of like going into the video no, game. No, fuck you. <laughs> They're like different people. They can be different people. Well, in the video game. Why would that be Jumanji? I, I don't know. It's like a PlayStation game or something, though, because the movie's made by Sony. So, like, I don't know right. if you noticed in the trailer, like, the kid's bedroom has posters for, like, Uncharted and stuff. <laughs> like Banjo-Kazooie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But I did want to mention that there has been kind of a sequel to right. Goonies. Yes. You, got, you remember this. You're a big video game guy. Yeah. Nintendo released Goonies 2 for yeah. Nintendo. Did you play that? I, I don't think I did. Okay. No. But I remember reading about it and it was in the game genie cheat code manual and just like that was the only bit of information i had about this goonies 2 and i was like why would they make a video game that's of goonies 2 yeah. if there was no goonies 2 but why haven't i been able to see goonies 2 oh so you thought there was a movie that you were missing out on yeah i thought that there was like a lost goonies sequel they were trolling you yeah. yeah, I think yeah. I thought that too because like the box art looks like a movie poster. Yeah, but so apparently the plot of Goonies Two is you play Mikey and you're going around the Fratelli's lair freeing your friends, and the main object Wait, they kidnapped the kids again. I guess because <laughs> <laughs> there's like a Goonies 1.5 in there where those guys have to go around and kidnap all the kids one by one. It begins with them pretending to slit their wrists. And, <laughs> no, uh, but the, well, it gets crazier because the main objective is to free a mermaid named Annie who is Jeez. also imprisoned by the Fratellis. And you basically travel around the Fratellis underground lair <laughs> collecting objects that you need to release people. One object is a candle that you can only get after you beat an old woman five times. Not like one of the Fratellis, just like <laughs> just a senior citizen. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is like Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> For our generation. So, and then the, this game made a lot of real goons. <laughs> and then at the very end, you finally free the mer- mermaid who's like a topless mermaid who then declares, Naturally. I love you, Mikey. And that's the end of the game. Oh, wow. 
So yeah. Sean Astin did the video game as well then. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm on. I'm on board. Novelist <laughs> them there. This is, I don't even know, like this movie doesn't even seem real anymore. It just seems like a fantasy that Mikey's having. Some sort of like weird, prepubescent, almost sexual fantasy. One-Eye Willie. I kind of wonder He kisses that, that yeah. girl. He saves the day. I feel like he like hit his head somewhere at like the first five minutes of the movie and the rest is like a coma dream. <laughs> I feel like it, Like the Odyssey? <laughs> yeah. That yeah. is one of the things with this movie is a lot of the things that don't make sense or don't feel real for adults why we have such a problem grappling with it and why it is like maybe one of the least rewatchable movies is it so from a kid's perspective like everything in it seems to be kid logic from what we were complaining about about like the golf course thing not really making sense to what you were describing to even just the fact that like you know whatever sloth disability is the fact that like the disabled would be like a literal monster yeah, you know yeah. like you can remember like you know like a little kid if they they saw someone that was different they might not fully understand that and that's kind of telling the story because yeah. he befriends sloth obviously but it it's for sure you know it's maximized to give you that kid's perspective yeah yeah right down to the to him kissing the girl <laughs> like it does feel like oh man like yeah it, not real in a, in a way and she and she goes like you're so like what did she say in the end you're so good at kissing the parts of you that don't yet work are going to catch up oh my the parts god, of you god. That do. in front of his parents in front of, and his mom goes uh-huh like uh-huh. she like looks like i have to make a sound she doesn't make any sound she just kind of like smiles and nods <laughs> after hearing that and i was like what the fuck man? soon as you can get a boner kid i'm all over you <laughs> so weird and also it's weird because like it's the whole thing with her kissing Mikey is treated as like whoa she kissed a kid like that's gross or you know something like that but then at the end like Martha Plimpton who I guess was her age because they're friends like hooks up with Corey Feldman yeah and that's not like that's weird yeah that's kind of weird yeah yeah. I yeah. also want to talk about a couple of deleted scenes because, well, first of all, there's the octopus, which they mention at the end. Right. Yeah. Which is weird. Yeah. They don't cut that out of the. They don't cut the line out where. And there was Dana an octopus? Says that. Yeah. So what happened with the octopus? It's really weird. I, you know, I'd heard about it. I'd never watched it before now. It's basically like they're swimming to the pirate ship and get attacked by an octopus. But it's kind of like the Sarlacc pit in the special edition because it's got this like little beak that keeps flapping oh, underwater. Weird. And the way they defeat it is like Mikey or someone has like a Sony Walkman or something that he dives underwater playing Amazing. a pop song and throws it into the beak. Yeah. And the octopus retreats like yeah. presumably because it starts pop dancing music. or something. No. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's probably, it's, it's, again, it's like Spielberg like pulling from all these right. things. It's like, ah, back to the future. They used a Walkman. Like <laughs> this is know. the thing about this movie kind of, I, thought it's like, like a mashup it seems like really formulaic yeah. sort of in the way that like stranger things is like formulaic like it nods back to like all these 80s sort of things and 80s sort of properties this movie kind of does it as well like there's a line about gremlins which was written yeah. also by chris, chris columbus, columbus yeah. there is like the superman sort of reference and like yeah these are all made by the people who are involved in making the in the movie the indiana jones-esque sort of like and, traps and the hardy boys which they mention. Yeah by name it's yeah. like the whole like pirate cove treasure hunt band yeah. of kids is straight out of that yeah so in, in a weird way it seems like as an adult it seems like weirdly formulaic yeah I, yeah I sort of well sort it kind of just seems like a mashup like it kind of seems like a remix of everything that was going on when we yeah, were kids I guess so. yeah. it's like oh kids like all this stuff we did a focus group let's put it all in one movie yeah yeah and then get Pepsi to sponsor it. But the other deleted scene I wanted to talk about, which I've written about before, maybe the craziest deleted scene I've ever come across. <laughs> and I've looked up a lot of weird deleted scenes in my right. life. This right. one is the weirdest. So this was in the novelization, and it's in, like, I guess maybe the last version of the script, if it was in the novelization, but you can see it in the script. So presumably, like, Steven Spielberg signed off on this at a certain point okay. and then probably later realized it was terrible. So right after they're in the wishing well, they get out and they realize that they have leeches all over them. Oh no, not leeches. No, because that's stand by me. So it says, <laughs> yeah, D- Data thinks fast. Opening his yellow vinyl blanket, he removes a medium-sized 20-volt battery. He hurriedly connects two wires to the battery. Data runs to the edge of the water pool. Data keeps his feet in the shallow section. He inserts the ends of the battery wires into the water. A low-voltage shock surges through Data. So he basically like electrocutes the pond, which electrocutes all the leeches, which fall off. But here's... <laughs> and doesn't kill the kids. Here's where it gets a little hinky. Andy steps into the water. She gets her electric shock. 
A smile slowly appears on her face. Her knees buckle, weak. She emits a sigh, followed by a tiny squeal. The same thing happens to Steph. Once they're out of the water, Steph whispers to Andy, I got all tingly. A sigh. Just my luck. I'm in love with a pond. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. It gets worse. Ah. Andy, in in brackets, but Andy feels violated by this. (laughs) Who's responsible for that? Andy looks at Data, who's holding up the two electrical wires. Data victoriously smiles and wiggles his eyebrows suggestively. Andy slaps Data across the face. (laughs) Did you just read me erotica? (laughs) I did. <laughs> At first, I was like, "This is like James tucking me," and then I was like, "No, I want to get out of bed." <laughs> it's literally was a scene where Data uses a battery to give the two girls pond orgasms. Okay, well, first of all, there's nothing wrong with electro stimulation. <laughs> Some of us like to attach diodes to our nipples. It's fine. <laughs> it's a form of torture, man. <laughs> yeah. What? So. That's what uh, discuss. <laughs> no, <laughs> but it's in line with the rest of the. Honestly, it's in line with the rest of the movie. The he what keeps, he keeps on look, no keeps on looking at my fantasy, at yeah. my uh, at my cleavage when he like turns down the mirror. She says at one point, and we actually see the rearview mirror of the guy, the jerk that's driving her around as he's trying to look up her skirt. There's another part where she like comes down that chute, and it's like the camera's low. And, oh yeah, and you see everything up there. And right. like, I, I watch, this is a kids movie. She's just straight up not wearing pants for most of the third act <laughs> i know it's pretty bad yeah uh, so i think it's in line with what they shot uh, a little bit it's horrible i mean yeah. it's it's a bit much <laughs> it's more horrible than the rest of the movie but the rest of the movie is still a little horrible to her. I, I agree yeah. yeah i yeah but that's i'm so glad they but, cut that out or else this would oh be like an God. x-rated kids movie does the pond only is it only stimulating for women or I don't know. I can't. I just can't imagine. Like, I need to know for a certain reason. (laughs) I can't imagine two grown men, like luminaries of the film industry, like sitting down to be like, let's write like a super great kids adventure movie, and they get like (laughs) fifty pages in, and they're like, well, maybe the two high school girls should get electric orgasms (laughs) at this point. Because I can't think of another like puzzle for them to solve, (laughs) other than the puzzle of you know. Puberty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's pretty horrible. Wow. Yeah. Uh, oh, and the other thing that's in the I couldn't find it in the script, but in the novelization, is it? <laughs> it ends with apparently Chunk's parents were cool with with adopting Sloth. There's a little epilogue where it says they gave him a bar mitzvah. <laughs> ah. <laughs> so he becomes Sloth a man. Sloth's bar mitzvah. That's awesome. There's your sequel. <laughs> Sloth's bar mitzvah. I'd watch that. Yeah, that'd be a good video game. That'd too. be a good, like, animated short. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Pixar could do it or something. Darukai, just like saying the whole Torah. <laughs> Sloth's so good at that. Jeez. <laughs> well, that's horrifying. Yeah. But should we just stop the podcast now after 300 I, episodes? Did that I break think, it? That's a good I point think, to end it. In. I think we have a spinoff episode where we just read every piece of erotica from every movie like that. That's <laughs> from a horrible every kids movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh man, that's. Uh... What about some of the? We're going to talk about where some of the actors are now because I know Chunk became a fancy lawyer. Did he? A fancy one, so a he could sue one. people for. Fat discrimination? Yeah. Well, there it's actually kind of a nice story. Like, apparently Richard Donner really befriended him and really felt bad for him about the whole truffle shuffle thing. Yeah. Because he didn't write that. Yeah. Um, yeah like jerk Chris Columbus. And he said, <laughs> partly I think that motivated the guy who plays Chunk to, like, get in shape and stuff. And I think Richard Donner helped him with that, he said. And then later on, like, years later, Chunk couldn't get a... I'm just calling him that because I don't remember the actor. <laughs> I think still bullying him. Or something. Yeah, something like that. Uh, he couldn't get a job, and he uh, got a job as a PA from Richard Donner. Richard oh, Donner gave nice. him a start. And from that, he decided that he, you know, he didn't act again, but he decided he wanted to be in the movie business as a lawyer. So he became right. apparently a pretty prominent entertainment lawyer. Yeah, cool. It's cool how like you know PAs or like someone that like helps you with a project, you can like help become a lawyer later. That's really yeah, yeah. There's also did you guys see that story about how like Spielberg told all the kids to be like kind of cold and distant oh, yeah. to Richard Donner in the last week, and he was sad about it, and then it turned out that 
Spielberg surprised them by flying them all to Hawaii for like a rap party. Still kind of seems like a jerk thing to do. Yeah, you could do the rap party without the <laughs> act cold and distant thing. Hey, ostracize the director. You know what else I heard about <laughs> make Steven a Spielberg? Movie. That like vomit prank that Chunk talks about yeah. is apparently one that Steven Spielberg pulled. Oh. Oh, gross. Can you imagine Steven Spielberg He's was a actually a child. piece of shit? <laughs> a little piece of shit. God. Yeah. It's so uh, gross. But what did you guys think about watching it now? Like, do you feel more in the camp of those who say it's really doesn't hold up as an adult. It was something that I loved as a kid. Or do you feel like, yeah, it, it kind of recaptured those feelings. Like it's, it's fun to watch now. There were like parts that were still like really enjoyable, but I found it really hard to watch as an adult just because like the way that the sort of dialogue is filmed by the kids, like there's no, like, it seems like, there's no, like, lines of dialogue. I mean, it seems like the kids are just saying a bunch of stuff, which is sort of, like, captured by the camera. So there's no, like, flow of, like, the narrative a lot of the times. And there's also just a lot of, like, high-pitched voices vocalizing. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of, like, annoying and grating. And I find myself, like, tuning it out. So I think that, like, it's really, in- like, it's interesting sort of how it's shot because like the performances are different than like you know saying like stranger things mm-hmm. where you know the kids are like really professional and like you know say all their lines with like intent and everything like yeah. that but it's just kind of hard to watch and like the important information is buried around a bunch of like yes and you guys and like little jokes over here and little things over there and it's really kind of hard to like keep up with yeah i found that really real though like cuz that's kind yeah. of how it was hanging out with friends when you were younger. You're like, guys, let's go do this. And they're like, and then everyone kind of slowly starts doing that. But there's all these jokes and yelling and screaming. Well, and this, all this is stuff. the thing. I think it's like that, like, you know, ringtone that like adults can't hear, but like kids can hear. <laughs> right. It's kind of like that. Like their voices, their prepubescent voices are so like high pitched that mm-hmm. they're just like, they're somewhere up on the like, I can almost not hear that. <laughs> right. And it's, uh, it's, you know, I'm, yeah. so I didn't love a lot of it. And mm-hmm. like, you know, it didn't seem like it really like, was a strong like narrative sort of story so and it didn't really so i don't know it's like it's probably mildly rewatchable i don't think it's like the most unrewatchable movie ever i just think it's kind of disappointing because like so many elements are so like big and and memorable and fun that like watching as an adult you're like wow there's so much other crap (laughs) (laughs) right right what about you blaine i yeah i mean i thought everything in this movie was so extreme like even like ah, i'll play a prank on my friend he's like came up beside me on a little girl's bike and so i'm gonna like trap his hand on the car and then drive him off a cliff yeah. like everything just seemed like it would kill someone that they did in this movie oh yeah by the way josh brolin yeah. letting the air out of your tires does not render your bike useless yeah i know well he throws his bike he's like they broke my bike <laughs> they let the air out of the I tires i think you broke your bike well, I, like, I spent 300 dollars on this bike <laughs> it's chris columbus that somebody needs yeah. to tell about that <laughs> yeah. yeah it's like maybe buy a five dollar bike pump then yeah you're yeah. fine but like is it that hard to slash a pair of tires <laughs> <laughs> it's like they need to give that bike back to the kid after yeah, yeah. the shot so wait did um, you say you liked or didn't like how how extreme it i i i I liked it. I also liked the fact that, like, a lot of times now, though more and more it's it's becoming a thing which I love, like, with Stranger Things and the It movie, the, where kids are given agency and they're given a story arc and I and in a more adult context, and I really like that. And watching this, I was like, that's what this is. This is, like, the, the adult version of a story, of a kid's story, and I really liked that. Yeah, there's problems. Then the, I mean, the two. We all got problems. And the two, uh, it's problematic. And the two female characters only exist to be there to like yeah. make out with the the boy characters. They don't even <laughs> get real nicknames. They get no. like Andy and Steph. They don't get called like, you know, yeah. short haired and, you know. Yeah, like they're only there Whatever's for wrong with the purpose. other one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like the short hair. I mean, you know. <laughs> There was also, like, one of her first, Andy's first lines was like, I've got a nice body, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. She kind of, yeah. And it's just like, I don't know, you don't, uh, it's, it's just, they don't have a character. Her um, character arc was, in the end, she told a small boy that he would probably be good at sex one day. <laughs> he could get it up. Uh, yeah. Wonder how that worked out for Sean Astin. <laughs> which is weird. So, 
Yeah, I don't know. Like, I was thinking about whether I would let or like like want to watch this with my kids whenever I have them, and uh, find them, and and whenever I find them, just, you need to get some dominoes and just wander around. Just, the yeah, left side. <laughs> I have a whole uh, film crew with me. No, I I don't know. I and I I don't think I would until they're like older because I, I feel like this kind of sends a lot of bad messages so what you're saying is you'd be a better parent than my dad <laughs> right yeah. well that was back in the 80s i mean i'd be a better parent than my first grade yeah. teacher too <laughs> it's back in the 80s like smoke a cigarette and watch the goonies for christ's sake <laughs> <laughs> so but i think it's really rewatchable i thought it was oh, like okay. i thought it was really fun what about you jam yeah i don't know <laughs> it's really hard to say i think there's some genuinely weird things about this movie like i don't know that i was that invested by like anything to do with the Fratellis Mm -hmm. or even just the fact that I think what I found so weird when I was a kid was like the idea that there was this whole treasure hunt story about, you know, a pirate skeleton guy. Then there's also this thing with the mobsters and the, there's like a literal monster person in this movie, but he's not, has nothing to do with the treasure. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like very strange. And I think it is kind of like, like you would never see that today where I don't know what, what sloth's diagnosis is, right. but I don't think that whatever this is is a good way to represent that. <laughs> no. Well, it's it's funny when when he said about the explorers, like they find an alien. Explorers is like a child alien, so it's like an adult that behaves like a child. And in, and in this, it's kind of the same thing. Like you can only befriend like an adult who, I mean, they're saying in Goonies has like a, a deficit or, or something. Like so, it's a, it's a it's a weird it's a weird thing because he put children in adult situations but then take the adults into a ch- uh, I know I don't know what yeah. No, I know that. what you mean. Yeah. The, I I think that's what they were going for with this yeah. but by making it and I think they're trying to do it make it a good message too like we were saying yeah. it's like just because someone Chuck looks different it. doesn't mean they're not sweet and they can't come yeah. live with you and be mar mitzvahed. Yeah. But <laughs> I don't know. I just think like yeah, it's it's not it, it wouldn't stand uh, modern scrutiny mm-hmm. if you were to try to put that in the yeah. movie today you can't, it's, you can't just play people's like appearances for well and, and they played everyone's appearances in this right like that's what they did for, for every well, character yeah, it's, it's, it's surreally grotesque and yeah not like saying yeah. it doesn't like thematically fit like, yeah, yeah no, it no. does but no, it's, no, also, but it's, it's also wrong. Yeah, I think I what that, that could be more sensitive <laughs> that in conjunction with the fact that you know he seemingly has like uh, a mental disability of some yeah. kind or he's mentally challenged and has this has a monster face, yeah. yeah, with like a you know, yeah, and it's like a guy animatronic in eye and shit, and, and prehensile ears, yeah. So I, I don't uh. know, but on the other hand, it is a good movie, or like maybe not a good thing for kids to watch, but mm. it's certainly like it plays to kids, yeah. I think way better than the adults, yeah. and I can't really fault it for that necessarily. So I would say mildly rewatchable. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't yeah. super riveted. I was kind of bored sometimes. Mm-hmm. But there's also not a lot of movies like like it. No. So I don't know. I, I, I'm i glad it exists. For sure. Yeah. And cool. I'm glad I saw it as a kid. Oh, I did want to quickly mention the Cindy Lauper music video, which is amazing. Right. Well, and, we said we'd, and we said we'd talk about the house, too. What happened to that, that house? Oh, yeah. Did you guys read about the house? Yeah, with the tr- uh, truffle shuffle. Yeah, so many people have been like, so many fans of the movie in recent years have been coming by the, you know, like Mikey's house and like doing the truffle shuffle or just mm-hmm. generally like scattering beer bottles or letting their pets poop on the lawn. <laughs> oh, man. <that> the, oh, <laughs> what? Who does? Like they watch a movie and you're like, I'm going to have my dog shit on that lawn. <laughs> like they just watch hey, you movies. know the movie Goonies? Yeah. <laughs> hey, where does Citizen Kane live? <laughs> yeah. uh, my dog pooped on Rosebud. <laughs> but yeah, so her solution, the woman who lives there now, was to put like a blue tarp outside the house so Goonies fans can't come see her house. So they can green screen it on <laughs> yeah, right. later. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I feel bad for her. Like apparently she said she bought the house like 10 years ago and it wasn't an issue. But just with social media, it's so easy yeah. for people to like find something find it and yeah go cause a scene mm-hmm. so and what was this Cindy yeah. Lauper music video oh man yeah you gotta watch it it's great it's a uh, like a 12 minute music video right with that, like wrestlers yeah Lou Albano's in it and, and isn't Andre the Giant Andre the well? Giant's in it oh, and sweet. there's a cliffhanger in the middle of the music video where like Steven Spielberg like pauses it and like it's like what's gonna happen <laughs> <laughs> yeah everyone should watch it there was also a song that was written for the movie called, like, Eight Arms to Hold You or something by the Goon Squad. That's the one that's on, like, the Walkman. 
that right. Mikey throws into the mouth of the octopus. Yeah, and it was it was released as like a dance music single, like unaffiliated with the movie, oh, and like weird. did really really poorly. <laughs> Actually, Eight Arms to Hold You was the original name of the Beatles movie Help. Yeah, I read that too. Yeah, yeah. and Help was what I was screaming watching this boring movie. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, thank you so much for listening, and thank you so much for putting up with us for all this time. If you've been listening for three hundred episodes, wow, yeah. three hundred hours or more, probably. Yeah, that's yeah. that's six years. We started in two thousand eleven. That's crazy. <sighs> Kill me. <laughs> <laughs> but like, there's so many things that could have stopped yeah, us. That's like, a reference. Like, <laughs> like, you moved to BC and you had a kid. That's I was true. homeless for two months. You know, you were homeless for two months. Yeah, yeah like slept <laughs> on people's couches. Like, oh, oh that right, was you. Yeah. I didn't give change to. <laughs> I said, Rob, please help me. You thought you and were trying you to rob him? At me. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, no, we've been through a lot yeah. in these years. Is yeah. there anything else you want to say about the Rockapella Wars? The Rockapella yeah, Wars, for sure. If people don't know, early on in the podcast, we insulted Rockapella, yeah. and they were not happy about it. Well, no, one, but, one of them wasn't happy. But the guy who started Rockapella, yeah. 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 he was like cool that. about it. Yeah, yeah. He was sweet. Well, thank you so much for listening. Thank you to our sponsor, HelloFresh. Again, if you use the promo code REWATCH50, you get 50% off your first order. Thank you to our Patreon donors. Really can't thank you enough even just the fact that you're uh willing to help donate to the show i think keeps us going keeps yeah. us energized really just warms the cockles of our jaded hearts <laughs> cockles <laughs> as always you can uh, help us out by subscribing and rating on apple podcasts or however you listen to the show uh, you can follow us on twitter at rewatchability you can like us on facebook facebook.com slash rewatchability yeah you can uh, help our Kickstarter to help keep the studio from being turned into a golf course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't, we don't want to have to go looking for pirate treasure. <laughs> Not again. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.